This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. And the Phillies crowd cheers away. How are you, Mark? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And Penn State this week, we're on at 7 o'clock Saturday night, well, tonight, because Penn State's ranked number six. That's awesome. We're here every week to answer your questions about residential, commercial, mortgages, all your real estate needs, you can give me a call at 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our webpage, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We are not having Dr. A today because he is at a conference um, right. helping people. But we also have Mark's funny story. Right. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Embrace the wealth of home ownership. Good topic. Mark, we also are honored today to have our guest, which is Steve Kyles. And he is partnered with one of the largest mortgage coaching companies in the world. And we are going to talk about the four strategies to get your buyers off the fence. And you work for the largest real estate mortgage company in the world. It's a, that's a coincidence. See how that coincides? It's a coincidence. <laughs> All right. We also have um, our questions. The first right. question is, what fiduciary responsibilities do real estate agents have for a buyer? <laughs> Next question is, after closing on my house, I found out that the listing and emails misrepresented facts. Do I have legal recourse against the seller? The next question is, can I deduct a repair or a replacement cost from my rent if the landlord endlessly stalls on fixing it? <laughs> Last question is, findings on a home inspection, no wording in the agreement that I have to pay for findings. Do I need to? Good questions. Yeah, so there's lots of misconceptions with that, so I'm glad we're going to cover that. Mark, today also our topic of the day is details of a listing contract. But first, 
<laughs> Squirrel. Um, but first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, if you haven't got the time to do it right, when will you find the time to do it over? So stay in the 20% and do it right the first time. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So the real estate investors have done really well over. Rents have risen. Home price appreciation has been really exceptional. Past three years, typical rent rental rates, typical home prices have soared 16.4%. And 35.5% respectively over the five past five years. And those figures are 24.9% and 50.8%. Wow. So these returns were occurring at a time of, you know, there was low cost financing. Now it's time for investors to sell, which would be good because of this lack of inventory. Sure. There are 44 million runner households in the United States, 44 million. Philadelphia's 48%, which we talk about almost every week. And it goes up Half a percentage the, every single and week. It's gonna go, yeah, I know. And the rents are going up too. Half, li- half live in mid-sized large apartment buildings while the other half rent single family, duplex, triplex, or quadplexes. Although apartments are not necessarily as competitive as single family rentals, a 40-year high in multifamily construction means many units will be hitting the market in the upcoming months and into next year, which is we've been talking about is one of the problems. The builders are building multifamily rather than single residential. Well, Rent growth has already gone. No, and, and again, we talk about this as a primary residence. I mean, it's a great opportunity to, for somebody with an FHA loan to get in 3.5% down on a four-unit, use 75% of the rental income to help qualify them. And it's a win-win stay in the property for a year. Yeah. And there, there's your passive income. I know. There's your portfolio, right. For retirement. And the, 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 and looking at the single family construction, builders are way under producing compared to historical averages, but new home sales are back to pre COVID levels. Home builders are making tons of property uh, profits rather and stock prices for publicly listed construction companies risen by around 50% in the past year. So people are investing in real estate, but they're investing in, in, in big REITs where they're building multifamily. And so, and that's not the case for existing homes. The latest inventory of 1 million is a historic low that hindering existing home sales. Multiple offers are still happening on mid price homes, we need 50% growth in listings to reach pre-pandemic 2019 levels. We need 100% growth to reach an adequate supply. 100% we need. They're like five to six million homes behind in building. This is where the investors come in or rather come out. The National Association of Realtors, which that group is, I'm starting to question, <laughs> is calling for a federal incentive Oh, God, get government involved. A federal side of the brain needed inventory to the market. I've never seen a government housing program that worked ever. That worked. I worked ever. at city council in 15, for 14 years, and they did all kinds of housing programs. And what the average investor would spend, they would spend three, four times the m- money, and it would take ever. So yes. the, so the temporary gain, capital gains relief for investors itself, their first-time home buyers would be a win if we could convince these investors to sell. 
That's right. our problem. But we're a hundred. Right. We need a hundred percent growth. A hundred percent. And that's not going to happen overnight. No. So tell us about the rates. So talking about overnight, um, we did have an uptick in the rates um, this past week. So your thirty-year conventional is at seven point seven five percent. And again, this is conventional financing. We need to determine how much you're going to put down, what the credit score is, so it's not your fixed rate for everyone across the board. 15 years at 6.75. You're looking at your 30-year FHA at 7.25%, along with your VA, which is your veterans loan, at 7.25%. Again, just a little disclosure, it is going to be determined by what your credit score is and how much you're putting down. Yeah, and if the Fed would stop spending money, rates would drop. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katzeros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katzeros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD All Positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this couple moved into a house years ago, right? And on their wedding night, the young bride approached her new husband and asked her, asked her for $20 for their first romantic encounter. Eagerly, the husband agreed, thought it was kind of funny. The scenario re- repeated each time they made love for more than 30 years with him thinking that it was cute and a way for her to afford new clothes and other incidentals she wanted. Arriving home around noon one day, she was surprised to find her husband in a very depressed state. During the next few minutes, he explained that his employer was going through the process of a corporate downsizing and he'd been let go. And it was unlikely that at his age, 59, he'd be able to find another position that paid anywhere near what he had been earning. Therefore, they were going to be financially ruined. Calmly, the wife handed him a bank book, which showed more than 30 years of steady deposits and interest totaling near a million dollars. Then she showed him the certificates of deposit issued by the bank, which were worth over $2 million, and informed him that they were one of the largest depositors in their bank. 
She explained that for more than three decades, she had charged him for romance and these holdings had multiplied. And these were results of her savings and investments. Faced with the evidence of the cash and investments, investments worth over $3 million, the husband was so astonished he could barely speak. But when he finally found his voice, he blurted out, he goes, if I had any idea what you were doing, I would have gave you all my business. And that's when she shot him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really? Send me some jokes. I'm up to nine, almost a thousand jokes. <laughs> <laughs> If you have a funny story, please send it to please, please, at, com- please. <laughs> at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic today is embrace the wealth of home ownership. There is a God. There is a God. No, you act like I never get it right. We've been on the air 14 years. I'm, I'm batting 500 minimum. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we'll discuss that later. (laughs) All right. So, Mark, my topic, um, which, you know, I've been really like nailing down is, you know, trying to get buyers off the fence and and for people to actually understand what's going on, that now is the best time to buy and now is the best time to sell. So I want to talk about the embrace, uh, embrace the wealth of home ownership. So. Have you ever pondered the true value of actually having a place called your own versus leasing one and taking the step into home ownership? It's just not a life milestone, but it's also the cornerstone in financial wisdom. And it's echoing the American, American dreams of prosperity. So yeah. everyone, they call it the dream of home ownership for a reason. So revelations from leading real estate platforms, they suggest that when you purchase a home, you aren't just chasing dreams, but making a strategic wealth move. And in numerous locales, while renting can feel like a convenient pause for now, the enduring wealth building attributes of buying stand tall. As you accumulate more, home ownership becomes a clear champion. That's the way everybody gains. Because all we're doing is make it. Yeah, that's how you gain wealth. Right. All we're doing is make everyone else rich. So here's why owning surpasses renting on the financial front. And I want you to stay tuned because when Steve comes on and talks about the four strategies, I think it's just going to empower and enlighten a lot of people. So so stay tuned for that. But here's why owning surpasses renting on the financial front. Home ownership, it's like enrolling in a built-in savings scheme. Okay. Number two is you reap the tax advantages that homeowners exclusively enjoy. You're not getting any of that when you're renting. Nope. Number three is you peg your monthly expenses with a consistent mortgage, dodging the unpredictable rent hikes. People talk about that all the time. How The landlord just called. He's up in my rent. You know why? Because they can't. They're predicting 6% next year. 6% raise. Would you rather have a 6% raise in your rent or would you rather have a 6% raise in the equity of your home over a period of 12 months? You think about that one. (laughs) You choose. I'll take the equity, please. So, <laughs> column B. <laughs> a home isn't just brick and mortar. It's a tangible investment you come home to every single day. So another interesting fact, homeowners often possess a net worth that dwarfs that of renters by a staggering 44%. Yep. So just consider the vision. Acquiring a mid-level home as 2022 dawned 
could bolster your financial family's foundation by an estimated $41,550 in just five years. And that's just from the forecasted growth value. While the allure of renting may seem to admit certain expenses, it's essential to remember that rent often discreetly includes these costs, top with a slice of the landlord profit. So again, all this money is going into your landlord's pocket. The bigger picture, home ownership is a tapestry of not just monetary gains, but also of a community. It's a permanence and it's a personal sanctuary, a place that you can call your own. So if you're ready to explore this journey, let's chat and let's craft a plan specifically tailored for you. Give me a call at 609-605-7153 or just go to my website, mortgagemom.net. It just baffles me how many people rent and, and and the myths, uh, you know, the 20% down myth, the 700 credit score myth, the, and there's so many myths. I just spent well, in Philly, I just read a report, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how most millionaires and billionaires became that. Right. It was real estate. Started out by buying houses. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's roll into our questions. Um, question number one, what fiduciary responsibilities do real estate agents have for a buyer? Yeah, and this topic, I just had a big discussion with a bunch of uh, uh, realtors about this because when when you show up, when you, your fiduciary responsibility, and you don't have one unless you have a signed contract with your buyer. Now, I have a buyer right now I have a signed contract with. So I represent her. Now, if I showed her a house without that contract, I'm on the seller's side. In Pennsylvania, if you don't if you don't have a buyer agency contract, you represent the seller. So, and I'll, I talked to a mortgage person that was taking my real estate. What? Real, wait, wait, time out. Take, you she, talked to another mortgage yeah, person? Yeah, that was getting a real estate license. And this topic came up. And I, she went back and looked at all of her files. And I said, look at the dates of when the consumer noticed the buyer agency contract and the agreement was signed, I guarantee you 80% of them will be on the same day. She came back. She goes, you were right. I said that whole time before they wrote that deal, they weren't even representing the buyers. You have a a fiduciary responsibility to look out for your buyer. And unless it's in writing, you don't, you don't, you are not representing the buyer. You're representing the seller. What's the next one? I could go on for an hour on that one. Really not going to rant? <laughs> no. All right. I question mean- number two. Uh, question number two. After closing on my house, I found out that the listing and emails misrepresented facts. Do I have legal recourse against the seller? Yeah. And what this was about, they bought the house and the, the listing agent wrote his or her, wrote the little flowery description of the property. <laughs> Right. You know, just like they're great photographers too. So then they bought the house and apparently (laughs) some things they said in the description didn't match what after they found out. But you know what? This is also on the buyer agent and the buyer. You got to do your due diligence. So if just because some agent wrote in the description without thinking about it carefully, I don't know if you do have legal recourse on that, unless it's something like maybe, really bizarre. But I mean, maybe they used AI. Maybe AI did their description. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah there's going to be a lot of agents out of business due to that. All right, that's how that's all I can say about that. You got to if you're buying and you have an agent with a contract that's representing you, do your due diligence. 
Don't go by just right. some flowery description. You know, most of these agents don't have degrees in uh, writing and, you know, took literature courses and they're not good photographers. <laughs> Right. And again, that's a good um, implementation for Legal Shield to have them yeah. review at the least contract slow and down. answer any questions. They should at least slow down when they take a picture of the front of the house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. Can I deduct a repair or replacement, replacement cost from my rent if the landlord endlessly stalls on fixing it? Yeah. This comes up a lot. I know. And, and there are – now, what is it? Is it a, a leaky faucet, something simple maybe you could take care of, or is it the heating system or something like, you know, major? But, right. you know, you got you to gotta handle this correctly before you go putting money and not sending your rent. And I, I know somebody right now that's having a terrible problem with their landlord, and she's real – she takes it takes her months to respond. And you could hold up her rent. But you got to be careful how you do that and setting up a separate yeah. escrow account and putting your rent aside. Right. But, you know, we don't have time to get into right. every detail of that one. Last question. Findings on a home inspection. No wording in the agreement that I have to pay for the findings, correct? Now, right. we don't know if this is from the listing side. No, I know or what the this side. is. I know what this is. There's okay. questions about they, at first, they did, they, they did a home inspection and then the inspection period expired. And after it expired, you have a certain amount of times to hire the inspector, do the inspection, go over the inspection, and request what you want done within that time frame. And if you don't do it within that time frame, time is of the essence, is in that contract. And they didn't do that. And now it's a couple of days before settlement. And now they came back to the buyer, the seller, and said, we want all this done or we want the price reduced. Well, too bad. You're going to lose that one in court. Got it. When you write right. a contract, you write it as if you're standing in front of your honor. So if you ever have to explain it. All right. Good answers, Mark. Um, coming up next is going to be our guest segment. <laughs> and be sure to stay tuned because we have um, Steve Kyles, and he's partnered with one of the largest mortgage coaching companies in the world. And he's here to talk to everybody about getting off the fence and making that home purchase and being part of Dream home ownership. I'm going to make my one so stay buyer. Tuned. I'm going to make my one buyer call Steve up. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. 
Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and I am so excited to have Steve Kyles here. Um, he, again, is one of, uh, with one of the largest mortgage company coaching companies. I've been in Steve's company many, many times. He is phenomenal. He's a great speaker, has a lot of information, and really is awesome at motivating people as well. So welcome, Steve, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, man. Great to be here. Excited to be on the Good News Real Estate show. What a great show, man. Great topics. <laughs> and uh, this is one that's close, near and dear to my heart. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about you and what you what you do. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, it's uh, 21 years in the business and love helping families achieve the dream of homeownership. Homeownership is a difference maker for most families. And uh, I know the importance of it and being able to serve families as well as real estate agents and partners in the real estate community has really been a, you know, some people would say it's a job. I would say it's a calling. And uh, I've been called to this industry to help make an even bigger impact. And that's why I love today's topic about helping buyers and sellers get off the fence. There's so yeah. much negative and, and inaccurate information uh, that's out in the marketplace. Big time. Lack of knowledge. Agreed. Well, and you, you, you tend to see that people are a little paralyzed and you may hear, you know, some of the challenges we'll hear. And, and uh, I'm a partner in one of the largest mortgage coaching companies. So we get the privilege of coaching thousands of top producing loan officers who in turn serve the real estate community and help serve our agent partners. And, you know, so many times what you'll hear are things like this, Deanna and Mark, um, reluctance to give up a low rate to move up. Hey, I'm not sure if I want to give up my two and a half percent interest rate right now to make a move up to the next home. I think I'm going to put it off. And wait for rates to come down. Um, you know, another one we hear all the time is I'm waiting for rates to come down. And and I always love to ask this, like, how do you know they're going to come down? Deanne, you said something earlier. The average conventional rate right now is 7.5%. Uh, and, and what people don't realize is that, you know, you'll hear people say, hey, I'm just waiting on interest rates to come down. And I always say, based on what? Like, based on what? Yeah, yeah, what, what information <laughs> is going to tell you rates are going to come down? Because listen to this, right. since 1971, the average mortgage rate was 7.74. Yep. And Deanne, you just said conventional 7.75. We are sitting at the almost exact average of where rates have been since 71. What makes a consumer think it's going to go down even lower? The reason it went down to unsustainable levels at two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four was because they were trying to stimulate through federal spending of tax dollars 
to artificially keep rates low and get the real estate to be one of the biggest uh, drivers of an economic recovery. And the challenge is, I don't, I don't think we can continue to spend the billions and billions and trillions of dollars it would take to reduce interest rates. Right now, we're seeing rates at a fair market rate. <clears throat> Here's another one I hear all the time. Hey, I'm waiting for house prices to come down. <laughs> and, you know, I, I laugh at this one, I, and, and I'm not... Look, people didn't know it's not their fault, but here's what we're going to do to help them. When I hear that one, I I think I'm waiting on house prices to come down because in, in here's what the news does. The propaganda side of a 24 hour news cycle is the the, the sky's falling. There's no way to sustain this kind of uh, increasing house prices. Well, what what most people don't know, and here's the actual, I always say this, you got to fight fear with data. You got to fight misinformation with documents and data. It's not emotion. It's let's look at the numbers and let's talk about it. When somebody says, hey, I'm waiting, I'm going to wait on house prices to come down. I always kind of giggle and say, well, how's that working? Because here's what we know. And here's another stat, and it's mind-blowing. Since 1942, home values have increased year over year 73 times. And Mark and Deanne, they've only declined seven times since 42. And do you know five of them were whenever you saw the crash back in 07 to 2011? Yeah, that was the first time the market crashed in 73 years. Yeah, and, and that's five of the seven consecutive times. Right. And so you're you're talking about if somebody were to say, hey, I'm, I, I think home prices have got to come down. No, no, no. The demand drives price. And, and listen to this. I was working through a study that uh, U.S. News did. Bank of America did a massive survey, and they were surveying millennials. And, and listen to this. There's 72 million millennials. So let's put that in perspective. And out of this, the, the, the survey, the mass survey that they did that U.S. News published this big report, 67% of millennials said that they will be in the market to buy a home in the future. And so the future was anywhere from 12 to 24 to 36 months out. Right. So if inventory is low, a whole new buying demographic is entering the market, and we know that is that going to drive prices up or down? It's not going to drive them down. It's going to drive them up. up for sure. And so if we're waiting on prices to come down, that's probably not going to be a game we're going to win. And and here's what's interesting. If the average price of a home right now across America is 416000 So what I like to look at is this. Let's just say we did a $400,000 loan amount. And somebody who says I'm waiting on rates, I mean, the home, host, house prices to come down, and they're not making that decision based on low inventory, based on millennials getting into the market, based on uh, affordable homes being at an all-time high and continuing to be at an all-time high. Um, they're just saying, hey, I hope it's going to come down. Here's what's interesting. If I bought a $400,000 house today and 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 I pay you know, the higher rate, I buy it today, and I understand the numbers and recognize I'm actually going to save money today – I'm in a good spot. If I wait 12 months, listen to this, waiting 12 months with an average home appreciation at 5.8% right now, some markets, it's even more than that. Yep. If I wait 12 months to buy, it's going to cost me $23,000 more. 
right. <clears throat> now listen this, but I was waiting on rates to go down 1%. Well, 1% on a $400,000 loans, 250 a month, $3,000 a year. So I tried to save $3,000, but I spent $23,000 more for the home. So I actually lost what a, a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I paid the higher rate sure. and I still paid $23,000 more versus paying the higher rate paying it and saving that 23,000. I'm $20,000 ahead because I understand the rates aren't as important as you think. It's still tax deductible. The likelihood of them coming down in the near or foreseeable future is not very good. Appreciation is real and it's the right time to buy. Yeah, I know. And, and, and our inventory in our market, Philly, Philly Metro, like Philadelphia itself has over 600,000 units. There's about 2,900 actives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and these prices, and then and Philadelphia is a city of neighborhoods. There's neighborhoods that are appreciating at 10, 15%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, you know, it, and, and one of the biggest things that you mentioned, the media, where do these people even get their information? Like, I own a real estate school. They get a license, and I ask them, did you do any research about before you got into this to see if it's a good time to do it? Yeah. No. They just say, it's just like this. Oh, uh, maybe Uncle Harry said something at uh, the yeah. real estate market, this or that. And they don't know. The public is so the naive. Yeah, they're looking for the headline. Higher rates push buyers out of market. Uh, high, uh, you know, values can't continue at this sustained level. And, and they're looking for the headlines, not realizing they're creating fear based decisions instead of informed decisions. Hey, and here's something we haven't even addressed right now for all of the people who say, I'm not sure if I want to sell now with inventory being low demand being high. I would encourage you now is the right time to sell. And here's why what we have found on average homeowners across the United States, and you got to look in your specific market, but they are sitting on about $274,000 of equity. Yeah. And Deanna and Mark, you know, here, here's what's interesting. When a family looks at the average household family debt, consumer debt, right now it's $96,000. That's insane. And, and we know consumer debt is sitting in around any, I mean, on the low side, 14%, the average side, 22 and on the high side, 28%. And, and what we've got to realize is a mortgage is not a commodity. It's a tool. So look, what if I could take the equity? Let's say I've got $275,000 in my house. I could take the equity, even though I'm giving up a lower interest rate, I'm going to buy the next home, which would probably be a slight move up. Don't put 20% down, take that money, pay off all of your consumer debt. You would actually come ahead in monthly cash flow. You're still getting the tax deduction in your interest rate mortgage interest payment on a monthly basis. You paid off all of the debt. You used your debt equity. You bought the next house and it's going to appreciate at a much higher level. And then when rates come down, reach out to Deanne and let's get you a refinance because we can do a low cost, no cost refi. But to say, I think they're coming down in the next year, Look, I don't think this environment's going to change until after the election. I think if you're buying, buy now. Uh, if you, you know, it's it. It just goes back to find the facts, not the fear, and understand how a mortgage and a move could actually more than likely benefit you and your family and put you in a much better spot. A lot of the stuff that you're talking about, Steve, we talk about on the show over the year and all. Well, one of the biggest problems is like, well, I do a market report, so I do some research. 
I watch the business channels and I flip through yeah. and I'm careful when I what's you know doom and gloom and that's what most of it is because if it bleeds it leads with the media but a lot of it is they never even talk about real estate in any detail like there's no detail like you just talked about so they all they hear is the rates are high right. and then that's about it you know Steve I've been preaching yeah. what you're saying to all of my realtors, to all of my buyers. And the one piece that I added to it, and, and let me know if you agree with this, but you know, when you close on a home, let's say we close in November, no mortgage payment in November, no mortgage payment in December, first payment's January 1st. I'm taking that mortgage payment because now my payment might be $250 more and I'm not really comfortable. I'm taking that mortgage yeah. payment, I'm putting in a bank account earmarked for my mortgage and every month I'm pulling 250 out so I don't even feel the pain and now with the with what you just said paying off all my debt I have a $3000 yeah. a month cash flow coming in that I didn't have before and if you bought before yep. January you got a tax write off yep. on your closing cost yeah, and right. you're still no matter that whole scenario you can take all of that and in an arm market he said you know if you're appreciated at 6.7% of 400000 a year, within a year or so, it's a wash. Give yes. me $3,000 today. And you own. Yeah. And you own. Mark, give me $3,000 today, and in 12 months, I'll give you twenty. Would you do that? Right. Exactly. All day long. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that machine out. Right. Yeah, 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 and and you know what? I, I think consumer—not just consumers, but families—need to look at their mortgage and real estate as an asset that you leverage. Right. And debt equity isn't helping families right now. Agreed. When they're drowning in consumer debt, you know, the one of the greatest challenges since the you know post pandemic has really been the debt, man. The amount of debts yeah, families continue to take on because of the increased inflation, the yeah. increased cost of living. And, and my encouragement is even if you don't sell the house, look at the refinance option and, and don't let the rate be a deterrent from financial freedom. Agreed. I'd rather a interest uh, tax deductible mortgage interest at a higher rate than consumer debt at absurd rates. Like when you look at the typical payback yeah. of a consumer debt, I think the average is between between 10 and 12 years. Like it, it's, it's just, yeah. So that, that was a great segment. You've got to come back on because you're preaching the same stuff we preach every week, <laughs> and, but tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Uh, uh, your company. Uh, yeah. Uh, the mortgage marketing animals. Hey, I tell you what, we have a thing for loan officers across the country. It's called the loan officer breakfast club. Best thing to do. Just go to loan officer breakfast club.com. Uh, cool thing that we're doing to help our industry and help loan officers get better. All right, it's cool. That was a very good segment. So Steve, thank you so much. I, I know we could go on forever and talk about this topic because it's near and dear to my heart as well as yours. And, um, I hope you'll come back on the show and talk with us again. Um, but it was great having you on. And again, thank you so much. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Bye. That was that was a good segment. Coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, which is details of a listing contract. All right. So that was a real good segment. All you people out there, make the move. Buy or sell. Make Do something. As Steve says, so, it's not your fault. It's just being misinformed. That's all. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Green Tree Mortgage invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katzeros, the co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions, help you with a mortgage, provide answers for you about your current home, while always educating you about home ownership, including home purchase and finance options. Deanne Katzeros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. That's mortgagemom.net. If you're planning on listing your home for sale, get your home updated and don't pay anything until the house sells. Really, it's that simple. Curbio, your first stop with your agent before you list the property and your one stop for getting everything from painting and flooring to full home renovations. Go to Curbio.com, sell your home for a higher list price and realize an average 215% return on investment. It's stress-free, it's turnkey, and the process is easy. Go to Curbio.com. Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, the premier real estate school in Philadelphia, has been voted one of the top five real estate schools in Pennsylvania. And it's no wonder. They offer live streaming and live instructor online courses to get your real estate license. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Total cost, only $4.99, including the book. Day, night, and weekend courses are available. Call 267-266-5501 or go to philadelphiarealestateclasses.com. Get your license now. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT all positive all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, and it is details of a listing contract. As Steve's segment was really good. I mean, we keep preaching about it, and that was another opinion. You know, people need to make a move. So selling, when you sell a house, you have to do a listing contract. Obviously, the name of the seller, and this is a contract. So you're signing a contract with a agent, which will represent you as the listing agent. Obviously, you put the seller's name, property address, all the other stuff on this contract. But you should be aware of there's a, some things in this contract, the price, the terms. When signing the terms of the sale, the main thing you're concerned about what is the price. And this is why you need to hire a professional. This is why for sale by owners have so much problems, because Coming up with the correct price is not like looking at Zillow and them sites because they're all for sale. That is not what an appraiser takes into account. You should have a basic idea of what your property's worth by keeping track of other sales in the neighborhood, pendings in your neighborhood. They're the ones that are under contract. And a real estate agent can do this for you. Plus, you probably you should interview more than one agent. I most people only interview two. You know, most buyers hire the first agent they meet. Uh, which usually yeah yeah which is bizarre to me but they do they've given and then you know you exercise great care in determining your asking price make sure you're not too high or too low if you price it right and it shows right it's going to sell right away if you shoot for the moon like some people are doing in this market because they know prices are high it still has to appraise so take professional advice in addition to the price, you got to disclose what personal property is included with the house. Personal property is anything that's not attached. So if you're like leaving furniture or stuff like that, washer, dryers, refrigerators, so on, you want them in the contract and also 
added, the buyer should add them to their contract too. Because if the buyer doesn't do that and you change your mind, you could keep the washer and dryer. Right. So th these are contracts. There may be some items considered real property that you do not include in the sale, like the chandelier that somebody gave to you that you want to take. It's usually them little things that cause the big problems in these deals. So if there's you know something in that property that you're definitely not including, you want to make it a, a buyer aware of it because you know everything should be in writing. I don't know. I this it's such a, it should be in writing. And some people get hung up over crazy things, you know. And buy the eight hundred thousand dollar house and we're arguing over a refrigerator. But you know, many think may, just had it. I know many people think a real estate agent as a salesperson, but many agents would jump to the chance just to be a salesperson, but they're not just salespeople. Most states have legislated so that the real estate agents are also agents. They have a responsibility. They got a fiduciary responsibility to you. So they got to be very careful what they do because they're representing you, the seller. They have a duty called a fiduciary. And this means they're responsible to act in the best interest of their client. Car salesmen do not have to act in the best interest. They have to sell the car. It isn't that simple for a real <laughs> estate agent. There are laws about this. Real estate agents not only have to sell the house, they have to be responsible. That involves a lot of liability, which is one reason there's all these disclosures, pages, pages of contracts, why they want to be paid for being more than just a salesperson. The listing contract will specify your agent acting as a seller's agent. This means that in the sale of your house, that they are working for you and looking out for your best interests. However, there may be times when your listing agent has a client that wants to buy your home. Now, I used to be strictly, mostly listings, but I'd have a buyer that want to buy my home. So there, you have to have ethics. And there's some companies and some brokers out there that don't like what's called dual agents when you're representing the seller and the buyer. But all the ones I've done in my career, my seller and my buyers were happy because they knew I was going to get this thing to the table and I was going to be fair and ethical. I have no problem right. with dual agency. But if you do, do have a dual agent in that situation, when, you, when a person hires you as a listing agent to sell their house, they're expecting you to find a buyer. That's what most sellers want. And so if you bring a buyer, then you got to disclose to your seller that, listen, I am representing both sides. And you can do that correctly and ethically. I don't care what some opinions brokers have. I've heard of crazy brokers telling agents that they can't be a dual agent. If I had a broker tell me that, I'm leaving that office. Yeah, for sure. You know, the whole point of getting the listing was to get a buyer for my seller. So if some buyer calls me up because my sign is outside with my phone number on it, and they call me, and they're legitimate buyers, I'll be fair and tell them how to submit the offer. I'm not going to tell them what my seller will take. You don't do things like that. This is what it's listed for. Yeah. What do you want to offer? And that's how you handle it, and that's how you can be ethical. So anyway... There's so the con it, this is a contract that's supposed to hold up in court. All contracts are so it's in writing. It's make sure that you're representing by an agent that represents you and is looking out for you. So that's why you need a listing contract. This is the big problem with for sale by owners. They don't have anybody in the middle helping them. 
So yeah, and, and that's why 97 percent of them end up listing. Right, and there's no one to help them better than you. So if you have any questions, looking to sell your house, give Mark a call. He actually picks up yeah. his phone. I'm looking for some listings, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Great job. If you do have any questions, just email them to Mark or at 8029 at Comcast.net or just give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dnkatsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. A special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in every week and our sponsors for keeping us there and Steve for doing a great guest segment today. That was really good. So tune in every Saturday, 1 p.m. We're here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.